Welcome to the Daily Horror Habit Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Krieger, bringing you daily reviews of current and classic horror movies for your twisted pleasure. Be aware that these reviews and discussions may include spoilers. And as always, I hope you enjoy. You've seen them wreak havoc on Earth. Those two eggs are the last two eggs. You are instructed to place the eggs in the pot. The last two eggs were launched into orbit. It won't scan. I can't tell you what's inside. And now they're having a blast. He's going for the pod. In outer space. That's the career! I'm a bounty hunter. floating around in that pod for over half a century. The killer hairballs have relocated. I got him! Congratulations, Charlie. You have just murdered the ship. Get another ship. It's the only ship, you idiot! And have a new place to play. What are these? Those are eggs. They've been busy. They're dining from an all-new menu of cosmic cuisine. You know, those um, man-eating hairballs that you do not believe in are real close. Unmuted. But they'd rather eat on Earth. I propose that we just hole up here and wait for them to come rescue us. Albert, company! Where are the eggs? You do not come in here with your goddamn stormtroopers. Someone must cooperate. I hear you wanted these? The eggs. These are the last ones. Critters 4. Critters 4 proves you can't keep a hungry critter down for long. After the rather underwhelming Critters 3, which saw a gang of the killer furballs infest an apartment building, Critters 4 shows these intergalactic pests still have some fight left in them. In part 4 of my Critters series review, I'm diving into the most far-out entry yet, which sees the return of bounty hunter Charlie McFadden, played by Don Keith Opper, and the Critters heading to space. Released in 1992 and directed by Rupert Harvey, Critters 4 moves away from the rather restrictive roots of Earth, heading to space for a new batch of creature hijinks. Given that Critters 3 and 4 were written and filmed back-to-back, -back, Critters 4 begins by reiterating the final moments of Critters 3. Just as Charlie is about to destroy the last critter eggs in the galaxy, friend and fellow bounty hunter Ugg sends him a transmission stating that it is against intergalactic law to extinct a species. What value is there in allowing the merciless crates to exist remains a mystery, but Ugg sends Charlie a pod which he must load the eggs into and send it back to the bounty hunter council. In his overexcitement, Charlie himself becomes stuck in the pod and is jettisoned into space along with the eggs. But before really breaking down the ways in which Critters 4 manages to be successful, along with some rather damning shortcomings, we have to appreciate the creative freedom the Critters series has had up until this point. Each installment has gone for something completely different than the film that preceded it. The original was a horror creature feature, the sequel was essentially larger than life, and the third film swapped the small town scenery for the big city. And now, we're headed to space. And while the series has been far from perfect, Critters 4 at least feels like a fresh continuation of the series, now in its fourth entry, which is a claim that few horror franchises can make. The audience then leaves Charlie, who's flying through the galaxy, and we're introduced to a ragtag crew aboard a spaceship. The crew, which consists of early performances from Angela Bassett and Brad Dorif, are on their way back to Earth when they stumble upon Charlie's pod. 
They're then contacted themselves by Ugg, who wishes to reclaim the pod and its contents, and the group agree to meet at a nearby space station. Before the critters even show up, I found myself impressed by Critter 4's sci-fi setting aboard both spacecraft and space station. It's not the most creative presentation of such a setting, but it feels leaps and bounds more intricately designed and evokes more of a tone than the previous film's apartment building setting did. As the crew explores the clearly abandoned space station, there's an eerie line, the station wasn't attacked, it was abandoned, which fuels a tense-filled tone of uncovering the mystery of the station itself even before the critters wake up. And they will wake up, it's just not in the numbers they usually are in. My largest complaint with Critters 4 and what feels like a missed opportunity is a lack of critters actually in the film. Once Charlie's pod is opened, two baby critters kill a crew member and escape into the station. And now for a brief intermission. If you've been enjoying this episode of Daily Horror Habit, please take a moment to subscribe to the show on your preferred streaming platform or leave us a review on iTunes. And thank you for your continued support, and I hope you enjoy the remainder of today's horrifying episode. This is one of the strongest kills in the Critters series, in which a baby crate leaps into the crew member's mouth and eats him from the inside out, in a rather involving shot from the POV inside the character's mouth. Though unfortunately, the film peaks early in terms of giving us its most inventive kill right out the gate. Given how claustrophobic the space station setting is, to only have two critters hunting the remaining crew members and Charlie is a missed opportunity to capitalize on that environment to its full potential. I would have loved to have seen entire hallways of critters chasing crew members swarming like a sea of furry death. There's even a scene where the critters find a computer aboard the ship that allows them to accelerate their growth cycle and to clone one another. But then we never see more than the initial two critters being the primary focus of kills. If I were to compare Critters 4 to the previous film, I'd say the set design and characters are more fleshed out and developed than Critters 3, while the apartment horror of 3 succeeded at giving us more involving and bloody moments of Critter carnage. Brad Dorif and Angela Bassett make great additions to Don Keith Opper's erratic but knowledgeable Critter Hunter Charlie. Dorif gives a perfectly pitched performance blending his dry wit and exasperated nature of being faced with a problem a keyboard can't solve. Meanwhile, Angela Bassett's no-shit-taking and sarcastic quips give the film humor but also more personality amongst the crew themselves. These characters largely made the moments in between scenes where critters weren't the main focus more enjoyable whether it be in their humor or just the space narrative the creatives have crafted. The narrative does introduce an interesting wrinkle that it never fully capitalizes on, that being Charlie realizing he was traveling in the pod for 50 plus years. He has the realization that everyone he knew on Earth is dead, to which he utters before fainting. This scene plays out like a gag, which undercuts the emotional weight of that realization, which gives Charlie's connection with Earth to feel like a missed opportunity to further develop his character. I suppose I should just be happy that he's in more than 10 minutes of this film, unlike the previous entry, but it does really feel like a missed opportunity to capitalize on his character in an interesting way, given this is basically his last appearance in the series. While the first half of the film's narrative may be more entertaining than found in Critters 3, the ending is far more problematic for me. Once Ugg does arrive with a squad of bounty hunters, he immediately guns down one of Charlie's adopted crew and threatens to kill anyone who gets in his way of reclaiming the Critter eggs. This 180 of abruptly changing Ugg from Charlie's bounty hunter ally to a villain doesn't really sit right with me. It's just so suddenly implemented, and there's no real indication of why he's behaving this way other than he was promoted to a position of power. Given the suddenness of this, it feels like Ugg being a villain was shoehorned in to give the film an antagonist other than the critters. Though to its credit, the finale has one of my favorite moments in the entire film, 
That being when the squad of bounty hunter minions are locked into a room filled with critters and are subsequently eaten. It would have been great to see more moments of the critters hunting the new bounty hunter threat, though this would have required additional actors and puppets which clearly was not in the budget for the sequel. The fewer number of crates is notable, but it wasn't the deal breaker I assumed it would be given how fresh Critters 4 setting feels along with a handful of fun performances. It's nowhere near my favorite of the franchise, but it shows that there's still some flawed but fresh ideas to experiment with within the Critters universe. So if you're like me and were disappointed by Critters 3, this might provide you with some entertaining moments that rectify that experience. After Critters 4 release, we wouldn't see another entry in the Critters franchise for 27 years. Which isn't exactly surprising given the last three entries in the series more or less bombed, so you can't exactly blame studios for losing confidence in continuing with the franchise. It wouldn't be until March of 2019 that the next serialized chapter in the Critters franchise would occur, that being the Critters Shutter Digital series Critters A New Binge, which consisted of eight 10-minute episodes. So the plan for the remainder of my Critters series review will be to see how the Krites handle a serialized medium before returning to their first feature debut in 27 years, which was released the same year as a new binge with Critters Attack, released in July of 2019. So be on the lookout for the next installment of my Critters series review next week. And that'll do it for another episode of Daily Horror Habit, and I'll see you guys tomorrow for another Daily Horror movie review. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to Daily Horror Habit on your preferred streaming service and follow the show on Instagram at Daily Horror Habit and on Twitter at Daily Horror Pod for episode updates. Thanks again for listening and I'll see you guys next time.